0: Is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. We are finally recording again after a couple of weeks away for the holidays. So here we are. And I'm here with Stacy and Sarah. This is Shannon, of course. And we are here to talk about the apocalypse. I can't decide if this is like a very appropriate thing to talk about (laughs) the day after people
1: stormed the
0: Capitol or if it's like in very poor taste, I I can't decide. However, we do enjoy reading about the apocalypse, as long as we aren't living through the type of apocalypse depicted in fiction. So we are going to chat about some of our favorite post-apocalyptic novels, themes that occur in these books. Um, I would say we will make a good effort not to give spoilers. I I can't promise, but we will certainly try. So before we start out, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. And instead of sort of the usual, like just recommending of books, this is going to be more of a free flowing discussion. So I'm going to start out by saying that during the early part of the pandemic, I really dove into post apocalyptic books. I found them really comforting. I, I don't know why. I liked sort of seeing society break down completely, and then how people were able to rebuild and I guess go on, it sort of made me think that like, even if things are very crappy, um, people come out the other side. And that was really like, useful to me during the early part of the pandemic and then periodically since then. What do you think made both of you kind of turn to these books now? I'm going to uh, start with Stacy.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I started reading um, post-apocalyptic fiction back in 2011, Um, and so I've sort of read it on and off since then. But in 2020, I picked up a book by a new author at the very beginning of the year, and the author is Emily Goodwin, and I'm blanking on the name of the book, of course. And then I just sort of like, uh, like oh, Contagion man. or Contag uh, the the contagion Saga. I think the first one's actually called Contagious potentially, but I could be wrong. Um, I'll look it up and yeah, it, uh, I'm, I apologize in the show notes. Thank you. So I started that at the very beginning of 2020 and just sort of like went down this rabbit hole, and I had just emerged. Um, a little before the pandemic. And then um, my most favorite post-apocalyptic author released um, World Departed. And her name is Sarah Lyons Fleming. And it's the first in her Arcadia trilogy. And so again, I kind of went down that rabbit hole and, you know, I, I, it was the same for me. Um, I really enjoy sort of reading about the breakdown of society. The, um, but the part that gave me hope was all of the found family um yes. I I appreciated oh, yes. that aspect of it. And also again, like knowing that even in the darkest times, um, people who were losing everything were finding hope and a way to go on. And I think that's what kept me kind of reading at the beginning of the year. And Sarah. And, and as funny as it sounds to say that post-apocalyptic fiction, I mean, we've both we've all kind of said it's a little bit comforting, but as funny as it sounds, it really helped me escape. I would try to read like contemporary romance or something that was more relevant to like our current life. And they would go like to a bar, they would go out to the grocery <laughs> store to and I'd be like, "Oh my god, you're not social distancing. Put on your mask." And like it just really I could not get my head away from kind of what was going on in March and April. But when I read post-apocalyptic fiction, even though I'm glad that it never quite (laughs) reached those heights. Like it was very like, okay, well, they're going to do the right thing because they're going to know they have to like leave with their weapons and they're going to, you know, like where we would take our masks. And I don't know, like for me, I started reading it a couple of years ago. My first post-apocalyptic series was until the end of the world by Sarah Lyons Fleming. I mean, before that, Oh, you know, maybe I read warm bodies. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I read, I read, um, the girl with all the gifts by, um, Oh, Is what's his name? And our Yes. Is that right? Yes. So. Yes. And I, but I wasn't like a post-apocalyptic zombie person, like as a rule or post-apocalyptic in general. And then I picked up Sarah Lyons Fleming and I was totally hooked and i never looked back. And in fact, uh, I wanted to read a book by Lindsay Pogue a few weeks ago and I made myself wait until Christmas day to start reading because I knew That once I started with my post-apocalyptic books, I would be on like a binge of nothing but (laughs) the apocalypse for, for a long time. And so, yes, this is where I find myself now. But for some reason, like you said, Shannon, when I read those books, it just, it comforted me and I just loved the whole, like the formula of the, the, the virus or whatever caused the apocalypse and then the breakdown and then the like oh my god like what happened and then the slow like coming back up and rebuilding and finding hope and finding beauty in the world and while fighting zombies or dealing with like an emp or you know whatever the story was there was always kind of that hope that we're the ones that survived and we're going to rebuild
0: Yes. Like keep surviving. So the interesting thing to me about the formula, you know, that like you go into these and you expect sort of certain things to happen. Um, you know, you expect like these people are traveling, they're trying to get to a certain destination. Usually, Mm -hmm. um, you expect that they are going to meet other survivors along the way. And that sometimes this is going to be good for them. And sometimes it's not. Um, you come to expect, I think that the first place they end up settling is never, it's like, never the
1: right. Uh-uh. Like
0: it's like something ends up happening where like they can't stay there. I think the one exception to that would be the Rhiannon freighter. Yes. Um, yes. Until the world dies, which I love. Um, so good. But I feel like there are things, you know, that you you expect kind of just beyond the normal, like the world falls apart and then slowly is, is built back up. I think you can kind of see events that even though the books are written differently, like with different sets of circumstances that bring these things about, that usually these things happen. Like I can't think of anything I've read where at least most of these things like didn't happen that like people are, are traveling and and forming new communities and new like new family groups
1: right and, and but then, t- there's always someone who they have to battle to keep the provisions and the community yes. that they have
0: and, yes. then, and they always
1: have to acquire new skills like yeah i feel like the best apocalypse books are the books where people don't have the skills in the beginning of the first book and then they develop them over time. I don't, it doesn't always, it's, it's not always as relevant to me as when like, you know, if, if there was a a post-apocalyptic book and the people knew how to fight and knew how to get like from the very beginning, like if there's one person in the group, that's okay. But if the whole group does, I don't, it's not realistic to me. Right.
0: Right. I was thinking you want to have, like there are certain people, certain types of people that we usually see in these books like you know you want to have a doctor right like or at least (laughs) somebody (laughs) who has some kind of like medical knowledge medical understanding yeah someone who
1: can cut off your arm and deliver the baby (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) yes and you end up often having somebody who knows a lot about science and who's going to be able to, you know, get your electricity hooked up? Like once you find a place to settle, um, or they understand you know,
1: how to dig a channel to make the water come. I was to just going to say yes, like the,
0: <laughs> so you can have like access to clean water. Um, so it's like they're the characters aren't the same. Like I'm going to um, talk about Broken World by Ooh. Kate El Mary. Yay! Like you know, like there's a doctor. And then there's, like, he's not a, he he doesn't feel like a stereotype to me or like a caricature. But, like, it didn't surprise me, for example, that he was, like, part of the group of people that we followed. Because if they hadn't had a doctor, like, a lot of things wouldn't be able to happen. If they hadn't met people who knew how to, like, build up a place to live you know, and to, like, make a plan for how to stay safe, like, how do you secure the things that you have? Um, You wouldn't, like, they they couldn't have survived. And so on one hand, like, I enjoy that, because you kind of know what you're getting. But I also wonder, like, what would happen if there was a book where, like, somebody didn't end up you know, happening to, like, meet up with all the right people. So I
1: read that book, actually. Um, did you? I what did. Is it? I, Have I read it? Oh. it? No, it's The Dead Next Door, oh. Will to Live, oh. book one by T.W. Smith. And this is one of the most imaginative post-apocalyptic books I've ever read. Um, it's about a man named Will, and he is at home in his lovely house and his large kind of like subdivision neighborhood type thing. And his husband is on his way home and does not make it before the world goes to hell. And so will, who has, um, some significant mental health, uh, diagnoses is home alone and has to figure out on his own with no help as you know, his neighborhood is overrun with zombies and his only companions are um, their pet dogs. He has to Aww. figure out um, how to survive in a world that is not built for someone like him—a um, more sensitive soul with some mental health Aww. diagnoses. And I can't wait to read. You this. know, um, yes, this book is about his developing resilience, and it is one of the best things I've read in a really long time um it's well written it's um it's a very character driven story um the zombies are horrifying um and what will has to do to survive can be kind of harrowing to witness because you know that it's really chipping away at his soul but what i love about it is he develops like this inner core of strength that he didn't know that he had cuz he always sort of relied on his husband and um you know, we're left sort of on a cliffhanger. So I hope this author uh gets writing pretty quickly because I wanna know what's gonna happen in book two. But if you if you're wanting something like what Shannon was saying, oh, this that's this so focus good. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Does this does, does he have like found family or do they do they add um, more characters or is it all about just him? So it's mainly about just him and he has some encounters cool. with others in the neighborhood, um, periodically. Um, I believe by the end he's beginning, you see the glimmers of the beginning of a found family, but this book is all about him kind of getting to the point of understanding that he's going to have to leave the home that he shared with his husband, if he's going to survive and him getting up the courage to do that. So I think we're going to have more found family elements in like book two. Amazing can't wait that looks so good oh it's so good so you there, know where else
0: oh, oh i'm sorry, sorry. there is a trend um not really a trend i guess a, a division in the land of post-apocalyptic fiction and that land that division kind of lies along the lines of do you believe that romance has a place in post-apocalyptic fiction
1: I think romance has a place everywhere.
0: everywhere. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I say that with, like, with a couple of caveats. I think there are people who write, like, amazingly strong, vibrant, post-apocalyptic fiction novels with, with the romance elements where you know that people are going to find love and happiness at the end, even though they're struggling through horrific things and i love those when they're done well right i struggle though with some books where the romance how do i say like the the apocalypse like,
1: it's It's a a background yes to like oh does he like me i don't know oh yes he's getting in the way oh i'm the third wheel i actually tried to read a book that was touted as a um post-apocalyptic romance and um the first like 25 pages were pretty exciting but once they got to this woman's cottage there are zombies all around outside and they're like inside banging and it just okay, felt no. so. No. And I, no, I had no. to. I, I stopped reading that one. I can't do books where the romance um, is going to be what is causing these people to be stupid and not, um, yes, like thinking and realistically. And I, I can't. Even though it is a, the three not of us reality, love romance, right? It's, right. I mean, wouldn't you say that? So for us to yeah. say. Like, I think there's a lot to be
0: gained from having that sort of
1: connection, happy
0: ending. Like, you know, know, like Sarah Lyons Fleming, for example. Yes. Or Rhiannon Frater. Like, I don't know that I would say that either of those is like a quote unquote romance novel. But the romances are solid and they make sense, and you understand sort of how they develop. and I don't feel like they take away
1: from the apocalypse where the character development, it's not just like they meet each other and they're on the run and then they bang on page 32. Right. Like that doesn't make sense. You know, what is a good, good, um, slow building, um, a book that's very exciting. That checks a lot of my post-apocalyptic boxes is, um, the trilogy by, um, I'm blanking on the title of the trilogy. Rachel Aukis. Oh, the the Deadland Saga? The Deadland Saga. Like, that's a beautiful, slow building. um, Like, the romance, like, is part of it. But, I mean, it's not the whole, it's, it's kind of the beautiful background that supports the rest of the book, but it's all about the apocalypse and yeah. it's so good. It's like Sarah Lyons Fleming in that regard. Like a lot of character development, you know that eventually these two people are going to like end up, but it's so, it, it's not like a slap you in the face. I've got to throw romance in here so that people will read it. Like, Would I you say? I really like Broken World. Yes, but there's so a what, lot of,
0: Right. I did struggle with, oh my gosh, Vivian. Vivian. Um, In the beginning, I was trying to think, like, what's her name? Um, I struggled sort of with, like, they're, you know, like, driving. They're on the run. They're trying to, you know, get to safety. And she's, like, thinking, you know, she wonders, like, when she'll, like, when they'll be safe enough that, like, she can sleep with this Axel guy for the first time. I
1: don't think well, I'd be thinking about that. Yeah, and and, you know, like, I just feel like he took up way more of her thoughts than... I, I'm telling you right now, as much as I love romance, if I knew zombies were, like, surrounding the hotel I was staying in and hiding in... Right. And I was, like... Like, literally, I had seen somebody, like, consumed in front of me. I would not be thinking of oh I just just you know but then maybe that's her way of like dealing maybe that's if you only got to do one more thing before you got eaten maybe for some people (laughs) that's very important I guess (laughs) but it just sort of it seemed just sort of um discordant I get it like in the beginning my brain wouldn't be in the zone though I wouldn't know and I just felt like you know we spent so much time like in her head
0: And she, you know, thought a lot about that. And then she would think about, like, that Axel's brother, you know, maybe didn't like her because she was, like, taking Axel away from him. And she's just thinking about, like, Axel, 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 Axel. And I'm like, okay, but, like, how are you going to get out of this situation that you're in? Like, how are you going to survive to even
1: get to the point where you can sleep with him? Right. Yeah, But wouldn't you say, because the first couple books I gave four stars because I just got irritated with like the romance drama. But wouldn't you say as the series goes on, Kate Elmeri does a really good job of like building Vivian's character. Yes. And even yes. though it's romance and there's romance in all the books, which I really enjoy, it gets less about her like obsessively thinking about Axel. Yes. Which is, and more about how am I going to help this community? She becomes more of like an outward person. Like she wants, she cares about others. She wants to, it's not just like, oh, Axel. ah." Like, yeah, I really feel like, and I didn't understand in the beginning. I think Kate Elmery took a lot of time to build Vivian's character. But when you're first reading the first book, you're like, are you kidding me right now? Like, what are you lady? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're just-
0: like you're all kind of wrapped up in these like sexual fantasies that you're having. And yet like people are dying, you know, all around
1: you. And And you're just like, Oh, (laughs) but you know, Uh, I have to say, and, and if you like though, the way that Kate Elmery wrote the sort of breakdown of society, which I did. Yes, um, And it wasn't like, I liked that. It wasn't like overnight. It was a slow erosion as people got ill in different regions of the country, and if you like that sort of way of writing, her Far from Home series, A really her good. Far is um, it's all those things with the romance on the back burner. Um, it's always there, but it's on the back burner, and it's more about the survival and the like, learning about oh what the hell is happening and the you know like found family. All the things that I like about her Broken World series are more prominent in her Far series um so far anyway there are three of them so far are there supposed there to be are more? three uh yes okay um, that's my understanding so there's three um and i've read far from home and far from safe and i'm trying to wait um because far from safe ended on a cliffhanger and i'm afraid the third one's going to as well and so i'm trying to wait like a little bit closer to when the fourth one is released so i don't get stressed out with a cliffhanger
0: so i bought those on kindle because I listened to a sample of the narrator for Far From Home. Oh yeah. And not I was just like, no, no, like this has to, this can't be. So I went to Kindle and bought them that way. And so as much as I generally prefer audio to like a screen reader voice, I I wanted not to have like the the not so great Nicole Jones. You're reading.
1: Yes. So we were talking about Kate Mary and how she wrote the breakdown of society. So I want to talk about that for a minute because I really there are some post-apocalyptic books out there that take place like way after everything happened, and those books are yes. harder for me to get into the story. Mm-hmm. I like to read like this is what happened. This is how it's breaking down. This is how this how the world is reacting. Like this is like, nobody knows what's going on. And then it slowly like dawns on people. And that's not just for zombies because I, I used to only want post-apocalyptic fiction with zombies, but then I discovered Kyla stone. Um, Stacy told me about her actually, but she hadn't read her before. And Kyla stone is an amazing writer. And there's always like, like a EMP or like something happens, like the grid crashes, like horribly, like, like, never to return. And, um, she also describes the breakdown and what happens, but it's in a totally different scenario. And I just love reading all of the, like, it starts off on a normal day and like everything's normal. And then something happens. And I also love reading about for the books where there is a virus that wipes out the world. How did everybody get that virus? Like, why did that happen? Right. Some authors tell you and some like we were just talking about Rian and freighter and she doesn't necessarily tell you like how the virus started, but then like, and, and Kate, i Mary, Well, you find that out in different series, I guess, but in broken world, you don't really know how it started, but you get to read the whole breakdown of the virus. Sarah Lyons Fleming explains it. Rachel Aucus, It got people who ate pro like this tainted produce all around the world. Got the virus mm-hmm. in, um, I have a salad in my refrigerator. I'm going to be Ooh. like, you may yeah, not want to like eat it. A word about that. Wash it, yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading a really, really good series right now by Adrian Lecter. It's a little bit darker. It reminds it's dark. me of like, it reminds me of gritty urban fantasy, but um, oh. I mean, it's, it's not like magic. It's, it's yeah, not it's, magical oh. beings, but it's like. She's right. more of like a gritty tough. I mean, she's not super tough in the very first book, but she gets tough pretty quickly. And I have trouble identifying with her sometimes because she's so tough, but um, it's that book that, and this is, you find this out in the first book. So I'm not giving away like a, a spoiler. You don't find out till like book 11, but um, they, there are these like environmental terrorists who think that the earth is um not being treated well, and they want to wipe out everything and start over. And they distribute this lab created virus. And there's more to the story than this, but they distribute, they put it in high fructose corn syrup, which is in everything. And that's how people get the virus and turn into zombies as they eat. like very alarming. I know. (laughs) It's very alarming. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody who eats like packaged convenience foods. And so like, it's just really, like, I love how creative the authors get with how the virus or, you know, how the, how the breakdown starts, like what makes it happen.
0: So I have a confession for you Oh no! about Kyla Stone. Oh no, what? So I have read the first book in her Nuclear Dawn series and mm. the first book in her Edge of Collapse series. And while I enjoyed them as I read them, like they were you know very very engaging when I reached the end of the first book in both of those series I was just like oh okay like that's fine I will like continue this at some point but it wasn't for me the way I think it was for you and for Natalia as well where I was just like constantly you know needing to keep going and even though I'm not a binge reader in general like I read the until the end of the world series one after another after another and I felt like with Kyla Stone it was like more than enjoyable when I was reading it but it didn't have like that carryover for me where I really needed to know
1: well in hers I think it's a little different when you're reading apocalypse books where there are no zombies like to me the zombies are everything but yes and hers are more they have more like thriller elements like they're the right, the bad things that are happening are being like. caused by people well and I should hate that because you know me That's I don't like, don't like thrillers I thrillers. hate them hate them because I get scared but these books for some reason maybe because it's during apocalypse times so I can like say this won't really happen I don't know but um for me, I really can get into them. But usually with my apocalypse types, type books, I like, like, there's an illness and there are zombies. Or like in the case of like Lindsay Pogan, Lindsay Fairley's After the Ending books. Oh,
0: now those. Now see, those I love.
1: Yes. Now the first book, you have to get past the angst. I've tried to read that first book after the end. I've tried to read it probably four times. I can't get past. You have to get past the angst because the winery. There's a reason reason for all the the angst. The Danny
0: character,
1: like, well, Danny, a lot. I love Danny. Yeah, you have to get.
0: I love Zoe,
1: but Danny. You got to get past (laughs) the angst of Danny, if you because Danny isn't. Once you get past it and realize Danny's not the one causing the angst, you'll get better and you'll like her much better. Um, but that's another series where sometimes in apocalypse books, you really, well, I mean, in a lot of like urban fantasy and stuff as well, but you really have to, the first book, they have to set so many things up. So you have to kind of sometimes give it a chance and kind of power through and, but sometimes it helps when. I mean, you know, someone like me who's read them all says to you, you have to give it a chance. Because I think the first book I gave like four stars because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I cannot stand all this like angsty, (laughs) like bickering when there are like people out there, they call the crazies. And I mean, it's a really broken down, it was a really, really fascinating series. Like,
0: horrible things were happening. Yes. And there's just like all this like infighting
1: where you're like, it's not like like, that after the first book. I mean, the, the bad people, there is fighting for the whole rest of the series, well, sure. but there's no, no more, sure. like... It just felt like this very young adult slash new adult vibe of like, and, oh, oh, I'm going to fight with this, like, supreme bitch goddess for this man. girl. And, uh-huh. Yeah. That never, never happens again. And if you read her, um, oh, North, what's it called? Um, uh, oh, Savage North. North? Savage North. Yes. If you read her Savage North series, none of that is a factor. Like you think in a couple books that it might be a factor and then you realize that it's, I don't know. I really, I really, really like the books. And I, so after the ending is the one series and the other series is Savage North. And Savage North is kind of a spin-off of after the ending. And they're-
0: After the ending reminds me a little bit of Nora Roberts, like year one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yes, because they do develop magical abilities. Yes. And I love how Lindsay Fairley and Lindsay Pogan the first, after the ending, they, they break down like different talents that people have and they break down like how these people feel like when they like all they're just normal people. And then they develop these talents and it's all from this like generated this, virus. Yes. Yes. I that
0: I thought was very, very well done. Um, I haven't I have the second book sitting on my iPad. I really liked the first one in spite of, you know, some of the, the drama. I think Danny, you know, is not like my favorite at this point, but it's not something where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't, I can't You're stand gonna, you. I can't like read this.
1: <laughs> you need to dive back in and just like gobble it. Cause it, sh- there's so many, there's so much more that you don't know yet. It's so good.
0: There aren't too many books like that do sort of the post-apocalyptic meets magic. Like Rhiannon Freighter has a little bit of the paranormal mm-hmm. because like there's like kind of, of a ghost. ghost presence. And then after the ending and Chronicles of the One, oh yeah, have kind of that like paranormal abilities, um, you know, that kind of grow out of the virus. But I can't really think of other ones... Where that no, happens. I can't. Like am like sure, sure they're
1: there. Yeah. I would assume, yes. But I haven't read anything like that besides those that you've mentioned. Usually it's I, just people trying to figure out how the hell to survive without right. throwing magic in. But I feel like Chronicles of the One and After the Ending um, are very clever in how Like they introduce the gifts and how like in both of the first books, it's not like, you know, right away that you have like these hidden talent gift things that you didn't know you had before the virus. No,
0: like you kind of, you see that like things are different for certain people. People seem to be like exhibiting different symptoms, but you don't necessarily know like what that it's, Oh, like this person is developing telepathy or, like this person, you know, can enter someone's dreams. Like you don't, you don't know right away.
1: No, at 1st it's they're just people trying to survive. Right. And then the Super magic good. sort of
0: adds an extra Lair. layer.
1: Yeah. So what to you, either of you, like makes up the perfect post-apocalyptic like cocktail, like what do you like to find in a book? Um, hmm. I like the zombie post-apocalyptic fiction. Um, Yes. Yeah, I I do too. I don't tend, I mean, there are so many books out there now with like EMPs and stuff like that. And I I don't read those. Um, I really like, you know, like we've talked about, like starting at the beginning, like in the middle of everything going to shit. Like I like all that stuff. Um I like knowing there's going to be a little bit of romance at some point. Mm-hmm. um you know i those I enjoy just the like we said the the breakdown, the rebuilding, the found family, the like heretofore unknown like depths of strength and resilience. um I like all that with with some zombie gore. I need some gore. Yes. Um, yes, which is weird because yes. I hate thrillers. I don't read anything with gore unless it's post-apocalyptic.
0: So for me, I think um, I would agree with you that so far anyway, I prefer books with zombies to like books without, although like the crazies as they're called. Yes. the After the end series, like in the ending series kind of. Like fill that role for me. I think yes, like they're not me too. zombies, but they're
1: very like they're, troubled.
0: They're you know, people, not,
1: right? But they're they're alive, but they're Altered. Really, yes, yes.
0: I also don't tend to like a bunch of like infighting between our core group. Like, not that people can't disagree, yeah. But I want like a certain amount of unity. Um, within the group of people,
1: agree that
0: you're following. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. get really tired of you know, like what we were talking about, like the kind of backstabbing and like malicious behavior when everybody's like fighting for the same thing. I like longer books. Like what? <laughs> Me yes. too. What is the deal with all this stuff on audio that's post-apocalyptic and it's like... And it's
1: like two four hours, hours, four hours, five hours. hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. What are we doing? Like, n- I, I'm not into that. I want them to be longer. Um, now, if it's a bunch of books that are pretty short, but there's like several of them, I can kind of deal with that a little better. But... I just I In any genre, really, I don't like things that are sort of novellas, like masquerading as novels.
1: Yeah, no, I don't like right. that either. I, it's not enough time to really sink into a story. Well, like, and oh, don't wait. you? We're, we're all kind of spoiled with Sarah Lyons Fleming because, I mean, her books are so, like... It's yeah, gone true. forever and ever. It's amazing. But, like, and the like, perfect amount of forever, not, like, it should be over. Right. Like, you don't and want it to end.
0: I also have to say that when it's ended like let it end like yes I really liked the original like as the world die as the world dies trilogy like I thought that was just so so well done even with yes. the ghosts which are not my favorite and that series was finished like many years ago and then all of a sudden in 2020 there came this fourth book now, granted, I was just reading this trilogy for the first time in 2020. So yeah, you wouldn't too. think I would care. So I read the trilogy and I really liked it. And then I read some of the um, the short stories.
1: Oh, I love those.
0: Yes, those are very good. But then I picked up the fourth book, which is called After Siege. And it. it's supposed to sort of, you know, pick up where the original trilogy left off and Our main character is someone who's not in the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. but she sort of meets up with the people that we follow. And I didn't hate it, right? Like, it was fine. But for me, it lacked something that the first three books had. Like, I was really satisfied with where it was left at the end of Siege.
1: Mm-hmm. yes
0: and then now this fourth book came and they read it and now it's over and it's like okay what, what are we doing like are we gonna write a fifth book because now like nothing is really settled for any of these people
1: oh I'm like no. so now
0: like what what are we doing
1: i don't know see i haven't read the fourth one yet because i i sort of felt like you like the the jenny yes. and um oh what's her name the katie um, katie and jenny like, <laughs> the friendship like that was such a vibrant part of the trilogy and I sort of feel like what can kind of top all those right
0: and it it didn't top it like it it didn't feel to me even like it was adding like necessary information right it just sort of like took the story forward but in a way that wasn't wasn't necessary to me um I was just like okay you know we could have just like, let it go. Like, not at the read the end and been of Siege. fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, I very I'm, glad, I'm glad I read it, sort of, because now I know some stuff that I didn't know before. But I could have been just fine. Like but not to play
1: Devil's it. Advocate, um, was this the way of getting more of Juan's story told? And what mm. happened there? I haven't read it, so I don't know.
0: No. I mean, there's a little bit of stuff about Juan... Um, and you see sort of some things about him that give you maybe a little bit of, like, understanding of some things that happened in the original three. Uh-huh. But it didn't, like, it didn't resolve anything. It was just kind of like, all this stuff happened, and now, like, what does it mean? Huh. Ew. Um, And so it makes me think that...
1: Maybe she, she must put be, that as like a bridge book so that she could
0: Right. That like maybe she's planning like to continue. Um, because certainly like it can't be left there as it is is is. Now. Okay. no, no, because like you're sort of like on the edge of this really like terrible thing. Oh no oh that's geez. gonna happen. And you're just like, wait, now now what? So, no, I don't think you can leave it there. I think it, it has to continue. Um, but you could have left it so nicely.
1: Yeah. At the end well, of Siege. That's how I felt with um, Greenfields that Sarah is reading oh. right now by Adrian Lecter. Oh, Lichter. no. Oh, I love I it. I stopped after book six. I couldn't take it anymore. It was dark. It was gritty. It, it could have just been like where I was at um, during the pandemic. I couldn't, I couldn't go to the depths. I knew these characters were going to have to go. And yeah, I had it, to stop. And so I felt like, she had wrapped up, um, a story arc, um, and that I, I was content to leave it there, but I know I have, um, an additional six books if I want to pick back up the story. Oh, I, and, and to me, I felt like, no, it wasn't done and I couldn't stop. Can I flip gears for a second? Yes. And talk to you guys about something that I really need to find for me personally in a post-apocalyptic book. That's really good. That's got everything I want. Absolutely. And that is, I like it if there is a female lead character that I can relate to that doesn't it, it, that, um, I, I think in this genre, especially, um, if, if it's not written well, there are two types of female characters. If it's that's not, so and, and funny, Sarah, I was going to bring this up too. So it makes me laugh that you just brought it up. Okay. Sorry, so going. I'm going to bring it, I'm going to say it. And then you tell me if you wanted to say it differently. Cause that's fine. So there are two types of female characters in post-apocalyptic fiction that I do not appreciate. So the first time, the first kind is like a video game woman. Right, Like a total, like, ass-kicking, back-flipping, like, she's not even, like, a three-dimensional character. I mean, it's so, I'm like, oh, my God, she is such a video game. She's like, a I, big-breasted banger at night and a kick-ass fighter by day. Is that kind of, like, what yes, you're saying? Yes, yes. And she's so, like, oh, my God, like a 14-year-old boy wrote her. Like, that type of, like, oh, barf. Like, like there's no then, depth. It's just no, about, mm-hmm. like, these no. particular Fighting roles that she needs to banging. fill. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then the other kind is the really like weak, who never like the kind of real wimpy, like can't, like has to have a man, like she has to hide behind her man, and like never gets oh. out of that. Yeah, vomit. but see, though, again, I go back to Sarah Lyons Fleming because she is the one who got me. She's into- the gold standard, in my opinion, and I feel I like agree with her. That her female characters are so well-rounded like they are not fighters from the very beginning and they have to learn and they have to develop and so by the end they are like total kick-ass heroines who can like fight, fight by, by day, day and, and bang by night <laughs> yes but they have to like get there you know what I mean they don't just yep. start off like to me it is absolutely nonsensical if the book starts off and you're like I'm just making this up but like you work in an office and then like the same day the well, but Rachel Aukis kind of did that a little bit, but it was totally different. No, she didn't. Mm-mm. Well, that's true. She had to be well, taught. I'm... She, she did ran have away, but she had to be taught. Um, I actually read a book like that. It's the same book I put down because um, of the banging, like when the when the um, zombies were all around the, the cabin on the outside. Um, this what is this woman, banging
0: book? I know. It but- is...
1: Oh, it's called no I feel bad it's the Nola zombie series um and honestly I didn't get that far I think her name is like Jillian something the author um and I was reading it and like in the beginning she's in an office and suddenly she knows right away how to like grab like a crowbar and (laughs) like kick ass like in her heels and running you know she ran in her heels I'm pretty sure she was wearing heels, but like, she like right away is like huh. kicking ass and taking names, you know, and just a minute before she'd been like up in her office, like trying to, you know, just do it's her like Mika and her people that can like repel down a wall. in I'm <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, like, how and, do you know how to do that? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I couldn't get behind that. You know, whereas in, in the city series by Sarah Lyons Fleming, they're in a hospital and these women are like, what the hell? And like these patients are coming at them and they have no idea like what is going on and that's like the average person yeah yes and you know and and to kind of like expand on all that um I feel sort of like I have like a reversed like reverse like sexist um yeah not misogynistic but like I I don't like to read post-apocalyptic fiction written by men um you know my my exceptions are um, J.L. Bourne's Day by Day Armageddon series. See, I didn't and think the women were at all developed in those books. They were fine. But the, I mean, I liked, I didn't mind. They, The main character was my reason for reading. Um, but also the, like I was just talking, the T.W. The Smith, um, the Will to Live, the first, the Dead Next Door book, like that was written by a man. And it took me a lot to um, pick that book up because I'd had a bad experience where, um, I read a book by an author that is very highly prized within the post-apocalyptic reading community, um, where within the first like 50 pages, women were either like basically fat pigs. He actually laughed at a woman running away from, um, a zombie cause she was jiggling. Um, because she was really disgusting. Grew. And yeah, then that's the no other, good. the other woman that he wrote about was basically the, the video game type character, um, very hot. And, you know, he had a fat, mean mother. And, you know, so women were just very archetypal in that book. And so I, I was told multiple times if I could get past that and move into the book, there was character development, but I wasn't willing to try. Um,
0: you know, conversely,
1: conversely though, I'm reading um, the safe Haven series by Christopher Artinian. And he has written some very well-rounded female characters very strong very resilient and it's they're not like video games or whatever so I guess you know but I do struggle I do have to say that I have a bias toward female authors of the post-apocalyptic genre
0: I feel like this happens in thrillers as well that like either Yeah, And I think, honestly, it's, like, the mark of a good writer. Like, can you write characters who are both, like, of your gender and not in a way that makes them feel authentic? And relatable. Right. Like, if you write men who just sort of exist, like, to be the muscle, and that's it, and they're just, you know, that's all they're there for, then, like, that's, like, I find that to be lazy writing. Yeah. Um, So I think if you can find well-written books, you know, be they by men or women, like I just started the Artinian series um, after you told me about it. I have to say, I'm not, I'm not the smartest. Um, I try to be the smartest, but (laughs) sometimes I'm not. (laughs) So Stacy sent me this message and she's talking about these books and she tells me, you know, the name and the author, except she's dictating. And I don't really think about that. (laughs)
1: And, and so, I wasn't paying attention when I sent it yesterday, obviously. So I see this and it says that this is the Safe
0: Haven series by Christopher Argentinian. And I think, well, that's kind of a weird last name, but all right. So I go to Audible and I look for these. And of course, I cannot find them because like there's no such person. So then... I just look under, you know, like safe haven and I find all kinds of stuff like Nicholas Sparks and some other stuff. And then finally I see it and it's, it's Artinian. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I I have that now and I'm uh, about midway through the first book and I am really liking it. Like I don't find it like you were saying, you know, to be, to be poorly written. I also want to read um, some stuff by Ryan Chow, who oh, has several, um, I've heard several different name. series. And his books have gotten really good reviews, um, both on on Goodreads and on Audible for kind of like well-rounded characters and good character development. So I think, you know, there are some good stuff out there i think you just have to like weed through a bunch of like less than great stuff well
1: there's the last tribe it. and that oh, author's oh, name yes. i'm blanking. brad monwell brad, brad monwell oh my and god he that's wrote wonderful that book. was a very character driven it's a book where nothing happens and you love every second of it like it's it's a very oh that's beautiful uh, yeah <laughs> there's no like bad people there's i mean if there are like they, they talk about that there could be bad people but they don't like like you don't see them. No.
0: They're not like ready to like sabotage you.
1: It's all about no. the survival and the learning how to grow a new community. I oh my that God. Book. That, that book is so good. And it, it is very different than like the, the rabid zombies or the, you know, I mean, it's basically what happens is like a flu virus type of thing comes around, kills most of the world, but they're just dead. Like they don't come back. Okay, and then it's about like the handful of people who are left. Who oh, were, Shannon, like, you haven't the- read
0: it. I haven't yet. Oh my I gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh.
1: Put that it's, high up I on your TBR. It's, it's on really- my
0: iPad actually, so it's like oh. on one level up from like just my general, you know, TBR. It's actually
1: been like moved to the iPad of of greatness. It's a beautiful. It's just yeah. Shout out over. to our brother, right, Sarah? Yes, my bro- our brother Alex made us read it, and so we he have this whole ongoing thing where he tries to get us to read his books and we're like, uh, I don't know. Meh. And so how did he get you to read the last tribe, Stacey? Cause you read it first. He, I was driving home with him from Northern Michigan. Oh, yeah. And so oh, I was yes. trapped in the car with him for five hours. And so oh, I yeah. had no <laughs> say. And so he turns on this book and he's like, you're going to listen to this. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Like another one of your like freaking fantasy novels that I can't get into. And then it was The Last Tribe and it was so good. I, I went home and I bought it right away and I kept reading. And uh, we actually, the three of us siblings, um, we all did a, a group read of The Last Tribe together. Um, I'd say about last two summer. years ago. Oh, well, was we that read just it two last, years ago. I think it was well, two I've, years ago. I've read it twice now. The second time I read it was um, we actually were driving home again from this cabin in Northern Michigan last summer and I made him put it on and I read it. And then I I thought we would just read it on the way home because I just didn't want to read one of his fantasy books, to be honest. So I was like, oh, let's read The Red Last Tribe. (laughs) And I thought, okay, I can just read it for a few hours. And then I got completely sucked back in and I had to re-download it to my phone and finish it. It's a comfort read for me. Like it's not, it doesn't have like anxiety to it. It's just this great book. But anyway, so I guess you can... You know, while I say I have bias about, like, female authors and stuff, there are exceptions to my narrow-minded views.
0: I think, um, you know, there are exceptions to, I think, most things. I think I can think of a bunch of things where I would say, like, oh, I don't want to read books where this and this and this happen, And then I can say, like, except... <laughs> Yeah, so I don't want to read a book f- with
1: ghosts, right, Shannon? But then accept. Damn, ghosts, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, but I read a really creative um, zombie series that Stacy told me about. I don't think she's actually read the whole thing, though. Um, what was it? Undead Ultra by... Oh, I, re- um, I read all of it. Oh, Camille, oh my God. Camille Picot. Picot. Oh, you and guys. Those, those, are, book is, those are wonderful. <sighs> but the thing is that I love... So the main character, she's like 40, and she's one of those, what is that called? The running that she does? Extreme is, marathoner, I think. She's extreme, like extreme, is that what it's called? I think. Extreme like marathoner. you run like a hundred miles and you like poop outside oh. and like, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. I know that's kind of traumatic, but the thing is in this book, the zombies can run. Whoa. And so the only way that you can survive really is if you're faster. So she has to get to her son in college, her college age son And so she has to cross, like, all this, like, territory, you know, all this terrain. And, but then the books go into how she teaches all of these college kids how to be, it's all about physical fitness, which sometimes, like, for me, like, I mean, I would die if you tried to make me do, like, a... (laughs) I'd be like, just leave me. Like I'd be puking and like. Maybe the ones that they leave for the zombies to get, like the bait. Yeah, the bait. But um, it's um, it's really a very interesting concept, like how she like teaches all of these people how to be physically active and fit, and how to survive, and it because she knows how to survive, like out from doing these long runs where you have to pack your pack and you have to like know all these things and then you add these awful rabid zombies on top of it um it's just really i think her name is kate i think the main character's name oh, is sarah kate, but i have to read those books again they i know really good they were really good them. Um,
0: um i remember when stacy first read them
1: oh maybe i'll reread them after this after i'm done with green fields oh they're so good but it's just i love the twist that they put like they each author tries to come up with a little bit of a different spin on like the apocalypse or how people handle it. And um, yeah, the, these books are great. I actually hope she writes more. She could write more and I would read them. I how many think. are there now? Four. Oh. Is it five, four or five? Four. 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 There's four. four. Okay. Four that I know of. Hmm. Yeah. They're really good. Well,
0: I suppose we should wrap up this wonderful, beautiful, zombie-ridden chat.
1: (laughs) I've been looking forward to doing this since we planned it. I know, know. like in November.
0: (laughs) It's just, I was thinking, like, oh, you know, it's so good. Like, we get to just, like, hang out and talk about zombies. It's it's very great. There are, I'm sure, like, so many more books out there um, than we even know about.
1: And Wouldn't you love it, him. Shannon, if people comment, you know, on either go oh, yes. on Facebook and tell us what are their favorite? Yeah. What are your favorite? Oh, yes. Like, I would love yes. to know. I'm always looking for new things in the genre. New authors, new anything. I mean, it's just, to me, I can never, it's going to be a genre that I'm always looking for new things. And it's a little bit smaller of a genre in certain its true. aspects because there are certain things I want in my books.
0: Well, and I so think also romance, there are found family so many people who are writing in it. So when you weed through just sort of the stuff that you don't want, you know, that leaves you with sort of a, I don't know, like a, a narrow field of, of things to pick. I'm always really happy when like I read on Facebook or I read like in a review where people are talking about, you know, I didn't think I was going to like this. And then I started reading it and I found out that it really was the opposite of what I thought it would be. And sometimes that will inspire me to give something a try, even if I don't think I'll like it. Like that's sort of how I decided that I wanted to Mm -hmm. read the, the Ryan Chow stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause I was thinking, you know, Oh, like it's, probably just going to be like all, you know, military, like soldiers and like combat strategy. and I was like, no, I don't want to read that. But then when I read the reviews, I was just thinking, you know, well, maybe, maybe I should try it. Like these people are saying it's not all like that. So I think it's valuable for people to talk about, you know, the things that they like. So I would definitely like to hear what listeners are loving in the post-apocalyptic genre, or even like how that diverges into dystopia which is a whole another beautiful topic Oh, yes
1: yes it is
0: that we may have to delve into at some point so i want to thank stacy and sarah for agreeing to do such a fantastic episode as this we did a post-apocalyptic episode a couple of years ago when natalie was still here
1: Um, Mm -hmm. I remember
0: doing it on a Friday night and Natalie was recording from her husband's office. And I'm sure he was quite irritated by how long this took. Oh yeah. I forgot (laughs) about that. Want to thank Christine for all of the editing that she does for the various episodes you hear. And thank you so much to each and every one of you who joins us each week as we talk about fantastic books. If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show, and not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So, I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness, and some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books.